The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. We've had some uh, more conversations this week than we've had in a long time. Yeah, we got together. We got together yesterday. I know. We never do that. I know. We were talking beeswax. We were definitely talking some beeswax. After you almost threw up your hands and dived into a ditch because there's nowhere to live in Durango. (laughs) I had a sincere moment of panic. Yeah, dude. It's scary, dog. It's It's scary fucked up out there it's i mean i'm sure it is where wherever you're listening to this i'm sure it's i can almost state for a fact it's difficult to find a place that you want to live in in the town you're in i see people pop up on facebook on like the local real estate sites and stuff and they're like hey it's just me and my two kids and our three dogs (laughs) and this cat that we got and we're looking for like a three bedroom for about thirteen hundred a month. <laughs> and I'm like, you should definitely kill all of you. Yeah, because it'll make it easier. You're never going to find that place. Well, and and you know, you could probably, if you could afford to to travel, you could probably go to Aztec <clears throat> or Mancus. Maybe I don't know. I, so I've never. I've heard tell that. For all of our listeners, we live in southern Colorado, southwest Colorado, yeah. and there are towns on the outskirts of Durango, like Bayfield and Hermosa and um, Hesperus and yeah. Aztec, Bloomfield, mm-hmm. like all the way into another state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farming, Farmingdale. I mean, dude, there's apartments in Farmington that are going for like twenty three hundred bucks a month for a two bedroom. Stop it. You know what I'm saying? Stop it. Does like, it have its own valet? It's, <laughs> Some old crusty dude. He works for Fireball. I got a <laughs> built-in meth dealer. He just, he just hangs. He took over the community gym, yeah, and he just yeah. fucking it's, cooks meth. No, I mean, long story short, it's rough out there. Real estate, for whatever reason, I'm never going to understand this, just went batshit. Well, I think there's a lot to do. I mean, uh, we're slowly turning, and I've always said this, we're slowly turning into a primarily tourist town, not just an adjunct tourist town. I always made jokes about Aspen and Telluride, and um, granted, we're never going to get to that, you know, sort of veil status by virtue of four-star restaurants and stuff, but it's really hard to not see some comparisons and draw comparisons with other towns around us and, yes. and uh, that are clearly great destination spots for people. And for, that's the for, word, right? Yeah. When you become a destination, you become right. a target. Amen. So 
you know, basically what's happened, and this is not what was on our agenda. It doesn't matter. We had no intention of talking about this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, no, we, I mean, we become a destination, and therefore you become a destination for Texans and Californians and anywhere where oil happens. Right. People are going to show up and buy up your property. And so in the last two years, we've seen, I don't know, man, like a third of this county basically get turned over. Feels I like mean, it. We sold so much inventory in the last two years. Yeah, huge inventory, and I'm sure people in the industry could actually tell me how much has turned over. Sure. So those people all inherited new mortgages, and those mortgages are probably, you know, three thousand bucks a month. I mean, because they're buying homes for six hundred thousand dollars now. At two least. bedrooms. At least. Yeah. Falling apart. At least. Just busted fucking places <laughs> that they're paying six hundred grand for maybe more. Yeah. I mean, I've seen two bedrooms listed in our community for thirty three, thirty five hundred bucks a month. Bananas. You know what I mean? Bananas. Oh, no air conditioning. By the way. Um half a bathroom. <laughs> no pets. <laughs> no pets. You know? No nothing. Yeah. For a dog friendly town. But they're gonna get it. They're gonna get it. They're going to get it. Well because people gotta live. People gotta live, brother. Yeah. You so, know, know who's gonna get it? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> the the seditionists. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a a House Special Select Committee, which sounds like a special episode of Charles in Charge. Um, there's a House Special Committee that has been looking into the January sixth fiasco. Uh, oh, it was a dust up. It was a dust up. I. That's what Del Rio said, right? It was, it was a dust, dust up. up. We'll get back to that later. Uh, but <laughs> there's special select committee. They've been spending the last year plus um, gain, getting evidence. That's what a committee does. And we had our first salvo of what they've discovered uh, via opening statements by the committee involved. And then also starting to bring up uh, witnesses uh, to testify on behalf of that. Um, it's funny. That, that was a compelling first evening yeah. of stuff. And and there's, you know, there's a number of different reasons it was compelling. Some people watched that or didn't. A lot of people didn't watch it. And I don't blame you. It's a little dry. It's a little like, why do we need to keep talking about this? But it's important. It really does. It really, It's really going to lay the ground road to the future if anything were to occur. Um, that's We have to set precedents. I mean, aside from the abortion precedents, that doesn't matter. Uh, but we have to set other precedents <laughs> that hopefully in the future, if something happens in this vein, we're able to act, respond quickly because there's been things that have been determined based on the last thing. Um, we haven't charged anybody with sedition. I think it was for like something like a hundred years or something. Um, it was a very long time since the last time. And because of that um, was where we got the whole, uh, we're going to protect against, um, you know, um, what I forget the exact name, but we're going to protect against all sorts of parties, foreign and domestic it's because that domestic part wasn't in the original deal. Right. Um, we understood now that evil can come from within. And because of this, we have the special select committee. It was very enlightening. I was more surprised by anything was I didn't know they were going to so go hard at Trump 
first and foremost and continuously. This felt like outside of the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers and all the people that have already been um, you know, charged with various crimes, some are still ongoing. It felt like they were like this was just loading barrels to go after to go after Trump. Yeah. And it is a somewhat bipartisan effort. It's obviously predominantly Democrats. And that are, there are Republicans there, there, but they were handpicked by Pelosi. Yes. I know that Kevin McCarthy, who's the Republican speaker, he tried to get guys like Jim Jordan and yeah. guys that were full fucking MAGA that were election oh, deniers. Jordan. Fucked. And full, oh no, he's <laughs> fucked. And that might be a reason. But let's be honest, they wanted to stack this committee with an agenda. Not yes. unlike the Supreme Court. 100%. Like, don't don't bang on old uh, money-grabbing Pelosi. Trump did the same thing by putting in three guys that were on his side. Um, so this is something that happens on both sides of the aisle. Back to what's important. It was interesting, the testimony that they got from guys like Bill Barr, from Ivanka, from campaign managers within the Trump campaign, with, with his lawyers. Oh, dude. All just basically saying they all told him it wasn't rigged. They told them to stop it. They told them this is ridiculous. And he just, in his, you know, hey, man, classic Trump, right? Yep. I'm just going to forge forward with dumb. Yep. And unfortunately, I've got a whole party of dumb that will listen to whatever I said, and even more so constituences of even dumber. Because at least the politicians know they're grifting. The people that are following all these fucking retards don't, apparently, know that it's a big joke on yeah. them. Yeah. You know, So it's going to be interesting, all the testimony that's going to come forth. Oh, no, it's going to be really fascinating. Um, the fallout is going to be, in my opinion, probably underwhelming. Yeah, from a from a judicial standpoint. We're not going to watch people just getting perp walked no. out of fucking town. No. I mean, as much as we want to, they are going to... These parties collaborate together a lot more than we sure. understand. Sure. And a deal will be cut out of this, and someone is going to just get hung out to dry. I, Some, I, they're going to... Like, who's the most obvious asshole that we can just fuck? Giuliani. You know what I mean? One. That's because he there. was his representative. Yeah, he's 100%. already he's already been put on blast. Yeah, he did. He he falsified court documents. He did completely ridiculous lawsuits, which is why he just got not disbarred, but on probationary period in New York. Yeah, it's like a censorship it, kind. Basically, of, censure. he can't he can't practice law in New York. Yeah, right. So. He's an easy target, and boy, is he an easy target. But there might be some other guys. Um, I think Bill Barr, who was the attorney general at the time, was the highest-ranking attorney in America yep. when you're elected AG. He even was like, I told him this is bullshit. Yeah. Stop talking about it. Stop yeah. doing this. What and are you that's, doing? And then Barr resigned in December because he knew the right – He's too. Say what you want about that guy. He is a complete parasite, but he knew the writing on the wall. He's like, if I don't dip out of this administration now, I'm going to get all the backlash. And he yeah. was smart for dipping, even yeah. though he's a greaseball. But it's going to be like you said, Bobby. I don't think anybody's going to be in cuffs doing a perp walk anytime soon. No. But I think at the very least, they're going to lay some groundwork to try to limit the effectiveness of his 24 run. I think that's oh, all this is, this is. Yeah, this is a highlight reel of bullshit. Right. right. I and mean, we all saw the video yesterday. That video sure. is 
it's troubling, man. It's damning. Like, to actually watch that shit. Damning. And I, I get it. There's editing involved. There's production values that they sure. added, whatever. But like, but what? to watch Trump call people to arms, essentially, right? when it comes to Mike Pence. Oh, that was... People overlook that. And then the next shot, just that fucking crowd screaming white power hang mike pence and the galley that was the fucking the noose that was built you know what i mean was it all built for like a performance art project i mean no (laughs) i doubt it (laughs) you know what i mean like let's what if they would have gotten hold of that man Uh, it would have been over some dickhead would have done the wrong thing would have done something stupid well because there was a ton of stupid people there only could I can't count that high of no. stupid. No. Um and you know, hopefully the chickens will come home to roost. Hopefully whatever happens at the very, very least prevents this from happening again. At the very least, people take pause and go, I don't want this in my life. That's yeah. at the very least. At the most, it will dissuade or stop uh that guy from running in twenty four. Well, he'll run. Um, that no, I'm saying if he's a he's going to run regardless. But this may at least put a ton of hurdles in the way of him running. It certainly puts it into the consciousness of of the party to right. say, okay, we actually have to primary this guy totally with someone that actually can win. DeSantis, you know, what I mean? yeah, and which Who is, is funny because. Just as Big of a fucking turd. Oh no, he's a complete psychopath, but he's educated and that makes him scary. He's yeah. that guy's actually educated. He's not Donald Trump where he has fake fake degrees. No, he's smart Trump. He's smart Trump. And he has supported Trump the entire way. As soon as he becomes a primary contestant. Oh, he will dump that motherfucker. Rick dude. DeSantis is yeah. a shill. He's a, he doesn't know how to control his own state. You know, it'll come, all of it will come out. It'll be slimy Rick DeSantis. You know, he'll come up with some moniker sure. to try to fucking dirt nap him. Either way, I hope it does at the very least dissuade people from doing this again. At the very most, stop that guy. And by the way, Trump's also being indicted because of fraud claims in New York. So if we can just hang one felony on him, whether he serves a day in jail, it prevents him from being an elected official ever again. That's, I think, ultimately. And once he becomes no longer a threat to people running for re-election, they'll stop sucking his dick. Yeah, of course. En masse. And that's the only part. I have one quick thing before we move on to talk about who the fuck we are and what we're doing and why we're here. We are the whiskey reel. We will talk about whiskey. Um, I see everything through the lens of my favorite reality TV show, (laughs) which is the National Football League. (laughs) 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 Which is about, I thought, is that some sort of, are you uh, alluding to the fact that it's also rigged like reality shows? Very possibly. So a couple of days ago on Twitter... Jack Del Rio, who is a... He's an ex-linebacker. He's an ex-linebacker, ex-head coach. He's been right. a head coach at a couple of different locations. Sure. Um, he's been a defensive coordinator for teams like the Miami Dolphins. Um, he was the head coach in Oakland before they went to Las Vegas. Failed head coach, Failed Jack head Del Rio. Coach, Jack Del Rio. <laughs> so, no, he comes out, and he's a very MAGA 
oriented guy post <laughs> something kind. Yeah. So he was asked in a press conference whether you know what his views are on the January sixth committee. To which he replied, "Well, you talking about that little dust up at the Capitol?" <laughs> and then went on to compare it to all of the Black Lives Matters protests. And it's, just the, it's the trying classic to do the, talking point. The classic talking point. That's of like, the rights talking. Yeah. Point. Well, you fucking did this. Oh. You know what I mean. And um, his comments were met with huge backlash as a public figure. Yeah, that happens. Um, so today, which is Friday the tenth, tenth. Um, you guys will hear this on another day, but um, he was fined today by Ron Rivera, who is the co- the head coach of that team. His boss. Um, by the way, Daniel Snyder, who is facing horrible fuck. He's under two different congressional investigations. Perfect. Right two, one for sexual like persistent sexual harassment in the workplace, <laughs> which has been going on for two decades. I like when you say persistent. Yeah. Yeah. And two, for stealing money from the rest of the owners by keeping illegitimate books, two sets of books. Which is most businesses keep two yeah. sets of books. Which is why he's going to lose that Kids. franchise. Yeah. Because um, when you start stealing from the other billionaires, those billionaires are going to fuck you up. They get mad. So Daniel Snyder has no position on this. But uh, Ron Rivera, who is a beautiful guy, um, really, really am- underrated head football coach also just a really kind of a sweet guy like i think he's cool i thought he would be maga just because of his demeanor his demeanor is a very tough strict football guy right yeah goes to church every sunday but he's he's actually a really smart thoughtful kind of cool dude okay you know what i mean so anyways he was given the responsibility i guess to find coach del rio who works for him as his defensive coordinator he made a statement after fining him $100,000. That's not a drop in the bucket. That is not a drop in the bucket. No, sir. Yeah, that's Unless a, you're Aaron Rodgers. That's a piece, dude. Like, yeah, brother. Like, that's a yeah, ditch. Brother. You don't want to sign that check. You don't want to sign that check. Okay, so I will briefly just read what uh, Coach Rivera said think about Coach Do payroll just takes that out of his check, or do you think he writes a check? He's got to write a check to the organization. <laughs> or does HR... Just simply take oh, a little. I don't bit know of- the in- I don't know the ins and outs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. Um, <laughs> I will also add before I read this yeah. that all of that is going to charities involved in that area with um, the Capitol Police, law enforcement police. Yes. Yeah, specifically uh, uh, the, the Capitol. The, the, the Capitol Police, police yeah. are going to get that hundred thousand dollars. Nice. You know what I mean? Okay, so Coach Rivera says this morning I met with Coach Del Rio to express. How disappointed I am in his comments on Wednesday. His comments do not reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV. Uh, that's the DC. That's a DMV is like the downtown. That's their yeah, exactly. code name for downtown. Yeah. As we saw last night in the hearings, what happened on the Capitol on January 6, 2021 was an act of domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election, and as a result, lives were lost and the Capitol building was damaged. Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday, and he understands the distinction between the events of that very dark day and peaceful protests, which <laughs> happened to be a hallmark of our democracy. Yep. He does have the right to voice his opinions as a citizen of the United States, and it most certainly is 
is his constitutional right to do so. However, words, this is my favorite part. However, words have consequences. And his words hurt a lot of people in our community. I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George, George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who simply sought to topple our government. That is a fucking football coach. Yeah, I know. He doesn't... He's Who the fuck has said anything even remotely close to said that? He in, in the public sector. Who has said anything that profound? That isn't also a politician. That or a, isn't or a, a politician. Pundit, yeah, or a, or a pundit. pundit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, just regular old Joe. Private citizen. Sort of thing. That's a um, private It's well citizen. said. It's very well said. It's very succinct. Um, you know, uh, uh, what he said is correct. A lot of times... That correlation, they try to dovetail the the capital rights to BLM, which is so absurd. Um, such it, a gross it, it's argument. It's such a gross argument. It's so clearly racially motivated. If if somebody thinks it isn't, they're just they're they're just denying honest to goodness truth. Um, without going down the statistics of BLM percentages that were peaceful, which was ninety two percent. I, there's really kind of nothing to talk about. I'm good up on Ron Rivera. Seems like a very um, good man doing the right thing and saying the right thing. Um, it, you know, hope- and, and not the first case of him being an outspoken, intelligent advocate. Advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a really smart guy. Who the fuck are we? Guys, welcome back. This is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. This is the whiskey reel. We are Floating above the clouds, many, many miles above the Earth's surface at Mountainside Studios, wrecking the game, judging you all, and drinking liquid that is better than what you have, because that's what we do. Sitting across from me is a beautiful young man. I love him very much. He might be stuck in hot compression socks. (laughs) However... He is feeling Lucy and he's feeling goosey. This this gentleman is beautiful inside and out. He's a lovely man. If you haven't met him, you should. And if you're a lady, you probably should think about other things. Uh, he is one of my best friends. This wow. is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Bobbeth Van Noyes. You just broke the land speed record for backhanded compliments. <laughs> That was amazing. I'm sorry, man. You're awesome. Also, you're a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. You could have summed it up pretty easily. Pretty easy. Um, across from me, I'm gonna today. I've been listening to a lot of uh, movie podcasts, so I'm just gonna introduce him as my good friend, Mr. Tony Montanus. Nice. The uh, the general manager of my heart and my soul and my circulatory system, <laughs> which no longer works. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Antonio Branderas, how you guys buddy. doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're doing great, man. It's hot as dick. Uh, we are in the middle of a heat wave in the Southwest. Hot. Uh, for you that live here, I don't need to tell you. For those who aren't in the Southwest, everywhere from California to Texas to Colorado, Nevada, everywhere in between Arizona, obviously. Everybody's feeling triple digits. Durango doesn't really do triple digits. We get close. But, but for us to get into the mid-90s is 
bananas. I lived in LA where it would be 105. Yes, it was hot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was like not hot. But 95 in Durango feels like 115 in Phoenix. It's where we have, we're at high elevation. There are no clouds. The it sun is, is sky right blue. Here. It is right on sight of your fucking face. It hurts. Um, I'm just telling you. So everybody out there, it, obviously, hydrate. Check on your neighbors if they're elderly, please. Yeah. Um, we all got to stay together. It is I hot. I believe last June, I forgot what city it was. I want to say little, little, Dallas. Yeah, I was going to uh, say Possibly. Texas. 290 people died in one day because of heat. So you want to talk about mass casualties? Um, This is a very scary thing. This doesn't happen all the time, despite the 0.5% of scientists that are on the uh, Republicans' payroll that say otherwise. Uh, Something bad is happening, and I'm hoping we're all starting to... You know, if 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 you like to go outside on your fucking yard or balcony and feel it, this ain't right. In the um, words of Amy Mann, you better wise up. <laughs> wow. I know. Um, everybody's been waiting for an Amy Mann quote. <laughs> 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 so timely. <laughs> it's a regular smoke wagon out there. In, in, the, in the words of Gary Newman. I got here in my car. Here in my car. Um, yeah, speaking of smoke wagon, um, I did pick this up today, but obviously Bobby and I walk into the old wagoniest of wheels and the wheeliest of wagons. This does come from Wagon Wheel. They're, they are our sponsor, or I'm going to say our tacit sponsor. Yes, yes. That, not really. Mark and the boys over there. Seth is over there now from Seasons. They got all sorts of familiar faces over there. They're really good at what they do. Um, this is a brand new offering. I, nobody's seen this before, Nobody. as far as I'm concerned. Apparently, that this just came in this week. And because we are the Whiskey Rio, we get first dibs on cool shit. Um, this comes from a place that is 117 degrees right now. Yep. And I wish I was kidding. This is no bullshit out of old Nevada. Las Vegas, where you uh, almost die if you stay more than three nights. Um, You will get robbed eventually. You will get sold bad drugs. Uh, But in the meantime, have the best time of your life. It's the weirdest dichotomy. You go home broke and hungover and near death. And you might have had an altercation. But then you want to go back in six months. It's the weirdest experience. Old Las Vegas, home of the worst fans of football. This is something that Bobby has called women sometimes, and it's not a it's not a it's not a derogatory term. It's it really isn't. It's an absolute compliment, and it has nothing to do with like body parts or anything. This is called smoke wagon. Straight bourbon. Bobby just like staring at straight bourbon whiskey. Um, it says smoke. Wagon bourbon, Bibamus moriendum est, which I'm sure means drink more now. Uh, Bibamus moriendum est, which means let us drink. We must die. Oh, before, it's a mouthful. Let, it's a mouthful. let us drink before we must die. Let us drink and I said for we must die. Yeah, and and my my interpretation was drink more now, which is just what a fucking caveman would think. And that's yeah, what we are. Yeah, it's Sorry. very 
barbarian. I haven't thinking, brushed but. up on my Latin lately. Um, it's a really cool bottle. Um, it's kind of a new school, untapered, tall, skinny bottle. Um, it it this is not a true paper label. This is embossed. Um, it's yes. got it's got kind of mountain flowers going around it, desert flowers. We are talking yes. about Nevada. It's got little cross gun shooter shooter. Um, I know all you desert people like your guns. This I, I'm gonna let. I'm not gonna read the back because it doesn't really mean shit. We read the back sometimes when it's so verbose and stupid that I like they kept it short and sweet. Let's get into the fucking meat and potatoes of it, Bobby. What do you think of this? So I was expecting to absolutely hate this spirit because I hate everything that comes out of Las Vegas, (laughs) which isn't even true. I had brunch with a girl from Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah. But like, (laughs) no, it's, this is a really nice refined bourbon. Like this is actually really fucking good. Yeah. When we talk about the price later, it will even be better. This is not the best bourbon I've ever had in my life. By any stretch of the imagination. We're going to talk about more bourbons later. Yeah. But this is a fucking great bourbon, man. Like, I can drink the shit out of it. We're drinking it in a really hot room. Um, It's We're not at the core of the earth anymore, but it's still pretty toasty in here. My ice melted 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Did you have ice? I really really like this bourbon. Like, this is a very... um, the first thing I got was like more vanillins mm-hmm. than I was expecting. And then fruit. There is so much fruit. Fruit presence. basket, bro. But like not like it doesn't taste like um like dark cherry or, or red apple. Or red apple. Not really. It's not that. It's like it's mm-hmm. more like tangerines and mm-hmm. I don't know, orange oils and like yeah. really fun fruity notes that come out of this fucking whiskey. And I don't know why that is, but it's really nice. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I would agree with that. Um, there, like all that weird fruit basket stuff that jumps out. First off, the thing that brought my raised my eyebrow, so to speak, was the ABV. This is ninety two and a half proof, right? So with standard bourbon, you're looking at eighty proof. Anything over ninety, you start to get a little hot. Not in a bad way. Just saying that it's elevated alcohol, so it's gonna it's gonna go a little. In the back of your in back of your palate, yeah. you're gonna feel it. Gonna feel it. You're gonna um, feel it literally as much as you taste it. Physically feel it. Um, this is almost verging on flabby, <laughs> and it's in a, shocking in a good way. It's right? approachable. Yeah. Um, it's round. It's easy. It's fat. Um, in a good way. I like fat. Bourbon sometimes. We always talk about Buffalo Trace being kind of the benchmark, kind of big, giant, ridiculous bourbon yep. in Kentucky. This, although not a Kentucky bourbon, obviously had to be barreled for two years. That's the primary thing, right? It's got to be barreled for two years to be called bourbon. Um, obviously, using American oak, that orange peel, not the pith, not the fruit. It's essential oils. It's got ginger. It's got cardamom. It's got stuff that makes it feel like a fruit salad that really isn't. Those red apples and Bing cherries or Rainier's are gone. In lieu of that is like a lot of the tertiary flavors that oat can give sometimes. I don't know what their mash bill is, but man, high corn, high rye, um, 
there's a rye thing going on. There's peppercorns going in mid palate, but man, it's sweet on the ta- on the attack. It finishes really kind of beautiful and, and almost artisanal. But and it's the one thing you jo- we joke about all the time. We drink bourbon. We're like, what's different? It's fucking bourbon. And sometimes it is just fucking bourbon. Sure. Why I like this, this is great training wheels bourbon. I would give this to like a 22-year-old, doesn't know a lot about bourbon. It's easy. You don't, actually, you shouldn't mix this. No, Um, no. It would just get run over. That's why I called it flabby. It doesn't have a lot of arch in it, even though it's 92.5%. It's not going to cut through anything. No, this should blow through everything with that percentage. But maybe that's why... It needs that much spine to hold up all that ginger and orange and all the vanillins and caramels that are coming through on it. It's a weighty, big bourbon. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it's not necessarily a mixing bourbon. We had it on ice. I'm having it straight. Both of them don't hurt. No, not at all. They're super easy. Not at all. Now, the best part of this. It's 34 bucks. 34 bucks. 34 bucks. Now, I don't know about you, Bobby, but last time I talked to a smoke wagon, it wasn't 34 bucks. No, sir. It's about <laughs> 250 at Eolas. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, really well made. Um, Mark, Mark over there is running the old wagon wheel over there, uh, pointed this in our direction. Um, and I was more than happy, bless his heart. A lot of times Bobby and I walk back and forth in the aisles and go, we've done everything. What's new? What's exciting? This just landed recently. Um, I can't recommend this enough. I don't know if anybody else but Wagon Wheel is selling this right now. It's pretty obscure, but if you can find it, smoke wagon bourbon out of Nevada, Las Vegas, Fun and good and weighty and substantial. Yeah. It's chewy. I love it. And uh, don't mix it. Don't no. be, don't be that guy. And is predictably found at www.smokewagonbourbon.com. I, I, that URL makes sense. It totally makes. It sense. It really makes sense. Um, yeah, Bibamus, baby. Bibamus, Bibamus. We drink. <laughs> it should be Bobamus. <laughs> yeah. They call me Bibimus Morian. <laughs> Bobimus Bob noiseth. All right, guys. So we're going to switch up the format just a hair this yeah. week. We don't normally do this, but we had such a fun voicemail that will come up, up after the break that we're going to play for you guys. Yeah. So we're going to have a whole conversation about more spirits. We're going to do some more mm-hmm. fun with booze. Um, so right now, I think we're going to descend into a media conversation a little bit. Yep. Yeah, it's the, look, we're the whiskey real people f- only focus on whiskey. The last word is real. Like the real of a movie. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sometimes we get lost in the sauce. We start talking about, and listen, with all the crazy shit going on right now, it's kind of hard not to get lost in politics. If you give a shit, if you don't, that's fine. When I was 25, I could care less about what was going on in the world. I was just trying to get laid and make money. Honestly, I, I don't expect 100%. everybody to be interested in that. However, sometimes we neglect the second part of the whiskey reel. Um, and today we're going to dive in full. Uh, as you know, Bobby has Star Wars posters on his wall. <laughs> he is a grown man. Some of you do know that. Some some of you really know that. He has Star Wars posters on his wall. He is a big fan of the property. We both grew up 
Star Wars guys, had the action figures, um, watched all the movies, probably dressed up more than one Halloween as a Star Wars character. Um, Recently, we've gotten a litany of Star Wars. We've been so lucky to get the Mandalorian and fucking we've been Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Now we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. And it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like it they're is. very Obi Wan Kenobi. Serious they're very about specific that. about that. Um, this is filling in a void that we had after um, the Phantom Menace, right? Before the New Hope, right? So now a lot of those pieces have been filled in by like Clone Wars and um, Star Wars Rebels adjunct. They're, they've adjunctly filled in yeah. their piece of the canon, right? This is trying to tie a lot of that together and also give us back some like. Some heavy hitter kind of characters, it, uh, dude. Dude, there's one obvious heavy you hitter, know, obviously. But, but I think even more so when I ask because Bobby. Oh, should we do a spoiler alert? I mean, I'm not going to get heavy in the yeah, spoilers. I mean, but just so you guys know, we are going to talk. We're going to talk a little points. bit about this. We're going to talk about a couple characters that pop in. And granted, if you've watched two episodes, you're not going to be surprised by anything no. we say. And if you want to skip ahead ten minutes, that's a hundred percent fine. I I get it. But I just want to delve into this like a tiny bit. But we're not going to ruin your viewing experience. No, Hopefully no. we'll enhance it. I so would you can so. think about this while you're watching it. Yeah. Um, so, and I've had, I, I talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago after the first two episodes. Yeah. And I've my position has evolved a touch. But mm-hmm. like, I'm still finding myself, uh, I feel underwhelmed mm-hmm. by this property because probably this is my fault. But I feel like they're not telling the story that probably should have been told. They're, this feels like a very Disneyfied property to me right mm-hmm. now. Like this is, despite the fact that, spoiler alert, they have brought Darth Vader back mm-hmm. into fucking Star Wars. Yeah. It's cool. That every it's time super he, cool. Every time he's on screen. It's super I'm just cool. like, but yeah, it yeah. shifts. It moves me a little bit. <laughs> uh, it, it wiggles. And honestly, every time Ewan McGregor says a word, my Kinsey scale. <laughs> it's funny. Moves like 30% it's, to the right. It's funny because Rex is like, I don't get it. Really? I oh, don't. And why do we, get it. as men, I don't get it. Fucking all want to fuck you and McGregor <laughs> in a weird way. We're just like, oh, yeah. Rex is like, dude, everybody talks shit. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, really, honey? You don't get it? She's like, no, I don't get it. She's weird. He just, she, she's with me. So she's obviously not right. If I met Ewan McGregor and he was just like, oh, it was really nice to meet you. Can you pass the shrimp? I'd be like, I'll pass the fucking shrimp, homie. <laughs> I'll give you a little Camarones. Uh, yeah, I'll give you some Camarones. Yeah, dude. Yeah, my, no, my Kinsey scale moves every time I see that man. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. But but your your biggest thing is that you well, are, 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 are you expected a different story? So I don't understand why all... <laughs> Amblin and or Disney properties have to always include a cute little kid. Okay. It makes a big difference when the cute little kid, in this case, it happens to be Princess Leia as a cute little kid. Okay. Great. Awesome. Love it. I hate it. I (laughs) I hate it. I don't don't need it. Why? 
I don't need it. What I did you think was going to happen? I don't know, man. I thought maybe the teaser that is at the end of The Phantom Menace when Yoda tells him he's going to allow him or, or show him the right. path mm-hmm. to communicating with fucking Liam Neeson. You know sure. what I'm saying? That's still coming, though. I know, but like, dude, come on. I know. You don't have to fuck with me <laughs> for six episodes of the show. Because like, when you tease that, you're teasing me saying like, oh, Liam Neeson might can come. Okay, he comes back. Guess who else can come back? The one character in the trilogy, the the prequel trilogy, that right. actually mattered to me at all right. is Darth Maul. Yeah. So, like, that was your storyline, man. You get six episodes. Tell that story. Well, we are four in, right? Okay. As we speak, um, I understand your anger. <laughs> it's not, it's not anger. It's angst. I'm kidding. I'm it's kidding. Angst. I'm kidding. You're you're a little disappointed. This is frustration a little bit. And what I would say to that is, like, you kept when we were talking about this earlier, you kept saying this isn't the story I wanted. And, no, and I and I. By the way, I recognize. That. Okay, I one hundred percent recognize because that's that, an important I, distinction. I accept that I'm just being a petulant child. Yeah, and and which is fine, but. I want what I want. I know. (laughs) I know. And we all do when we talk about properties we love, right? Um, That being said, talking about some of the highlights, um, it looks like the – well, we've always joked that why can't Boba Fett be the Mandalorian? Because how cool was Amando and how fucking on the fence not cool was Boba Fett? Why does it look different? Why is it different? Why is the story different? The one thing I can say about this is it's hearkening more back to Mandalorian than it is Boba Fett. From a visual standpoint, I think from the way it's shot, the Almost characters. Too much. Oh, maybe it is too much. I, I don't know. I, I I think they're trying to they're trying to make a common thread for the future. And I can appreciate that from a business standpoint. From a writing standpoint, um I I love the Inquisitors. I think they're fascinating characters amongst themselves. I'm still wondering where they're going to reel in the, the sister. The third Cause, sister? Yeah, because she's just going ham. Nucky. And she's by far the best part of the show. She That and for me, Darth Vader coming in okay, and flexing. Come on. It's too easy. That's I know. Shut easy. up. I know. But that from a but child no, the third standpoint. third sister as a, as, a, as a character. As a villain has become. <clears throat> fantastic. She's owning the show. Owning the show. Um, Who recently just got. Try to get canceled for saying something funny. Anyway. Um, oh, probably because ridiculous. she was getting racially lambasted. Well, it's because. By half the fucking Star Wars fan base. She. she what a pack of assholes. Well, let's be honest. Star Trek and Star Wars people. Kind of fucking assholes. Shitholes. Just shitholes. Shithole. They're not fun to watch things with. No. Like. I'm watching, I'm, by the way, Obi-Wan, watching it with Rex, um, really enjoyed kind of, we understand what we're watching. I'm not putting a lot of credence or like a lot of like, I want this out of you. I'm enjoying the fact that the acting's really well done. It looks really good. It's super Disney cutesy. Once you get over that um, and try to start to enjoy it and see the evolution of Obi-Wan going from losing his powers to getting them back. And he's now protecting the little girl and it's super tropey and it's easy. Um, but that's not always a bad thing. I don't know if the complexities. Okay. 
necessarily would make it better for me. May I? For you, it will. I'm just saying, for me, okay. I don't I don't know if I need that. This is actually my even bigger than like making it about cute little kids. My biggest beef. What? With this fucking show. Is that after a life that this and Deborah Chow is a very talented, mm-hmm. incredible director, wonderfully talented human being. Deborah Chow knows her shit. I get that. You cannot explain to me how Obi-Wan Kenobi, after like three years of fucking cutting meat, forgot a lifetime. Uh, it's I get it. It's a parallel to losing your faith. I get what it they're is. trying to do. I get it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. He's not going to forget how to be a Jedi. I, That's all he's done since the, he's been six fucking years old. The, the whole is point, be a Jedi. Am I wrong when I say this? The whole point of being a Jedi is being able to connect to the Force. Not only was he did he lose faith, he buried it. He wanted literally, in, not just figuratively, literally buried it. He wanted to make sure that he would never be found out as being a Jedi. So not only did he lose faith, but he hid it and buried it deep. And it's taken him I, a few days to find it again. I get that. You know? And it, I get it. Episode four, Here's, he figures it all out again. Yeah. Also... At the end of Phantom Menace, which everyone, or not Phantom Menace, but uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, yeah. You know, everyone's like, well, (laughs) this is going to lead into this next thing. And Obi-Wan is entrusted with the life of fucking Luke Skywalker. Right. That's his only fucking job for the rest of his life. Not Leia. Not Leia. Right. And he forgets how to be a Jedi, even though right over the hill... Right. Is the fucking primary objective of his entire life. So he buried the one thing but in that him, allows him protect that fucking kid. You don't have to like the thought process behind it. But I think the, pro- the because process. Because it doesn't make sense. The process was if he hides deep enough, they will never find him. And if they never find him, they will never find Luke. Okay. And maybe that's a stupid thought process. I don't but it get wasn't, it. it. I wasn't, don't get it. For me, I don't get it. I don't think it was haphazard. I think they made a decision to say it's more interesting if Obi-Wan becomes Ben and loses himself. No, it creates a, a Western trope yeah. of the ex-gunfighter. He's gun digging fighter. up the guns. He's the ex-gunfighter. He's going to get, get his spurs I get back. That. I get that. Yeah, you and get you know it. me. You know I, know I love that kind I of shit. I know you do. But also it doesn't make sense in the context of the whole storyline that they <laughs> built up for fucking 20 plus years. Why can't we just have like uh, Rogue One... Rogue Two, oh, right. Rogue Three. God, it's the best Star Wars movie in <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> the fuck have you been watching? Um, I watched one thing. <laughs> or and, listening. Well, or what I have know. you? Um, we're going to talk about some stuff we've both been listening to, and you have a little story about what you've been listening to. Um, one thing I watched, and I hate to go back into the giant bin that is, I mean, we can always source. You like the train? Have yeah. you heard the train? Oh my God! Oh, are you, Durang- are you a train? Durango awesome. has a train. Um, we get it. You're a train. You have a whistle. <laughs> it's a law. Somebody has to. It's a fucking, law. They somebody have to hang to, on that fucking horn. Somebody has to bring those fat shits back and forth. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a show just out. New Marvel show. I know. Stop it. I know. I know. We I know. will never stop. 
We will never stop. We won't stop. You can stop it, but shameless, we're never shameless stop. shills. Um, you know, we've said full disclosure: some Marvel properties are better than the others. We haven't went full fanboy in all of them. Most of them are really good, so we talk about that. Uh, fucking, you know, Moon Knight was good. Sorry, guys, but it was good. I don't care. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Super good. Um, this, it's funny how Marvel does this. They did this with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. was a very stylized piece, right? And then they did, what was the next one? I can't even remember anymore. After her Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Hawkeye. Hawkeye was a very specific type of show. And then they do Moon Knight, which is a very specific type of show. And now they're doing a show that's going to bring back. Everything leads back to the well for Kevin Feige. I get it. But it's Miss Marvel. It's a really, really cool story and character. I don't know a lot about the character's history. Quite frankly, I didn't go that deep into that part of Marvel as a comic book guy. However, this is a character. It's a young lady. She's from Arabic descent, which obviously is the inclusivity of it, which is really cool because you get to a look into a modern Muslim family, which is super fun because yep. I grew up with Muslim guys and it felt really funny. The conversations that they're having was totally the same and it's hilarious. Um, that being said, the character um, is a young lady who wants nothing more than to just go to a, a adventure, you know, Avenger con and just be involved with like the superhero community from a fan standpoint. She makes has a YouTube channel that does little paper cutouts that does scenarios for superheroes. She's just into the life. Now, granted, this is post snap. This is post everybody coming back. So they're considered heroes. So that's the timeline it's in. Everybody knows who Captain Marvel is. This is her icon, her hero. Um, and the way it's done, it was written by um, an Arab gentleman um, I, that I never heard of. And he wrote it and produced it. Obviously, he was like the showrunner for it. Um, it's really interesting. It It is done almost like a Scott Pilgrim with animation kind of um, accentuating the the, uh, the actions happening in real life. There's animation going on behind them that's kind of clarifying the the, the situation. It's very clever. badass. It's badass. It reminds me a lot of um, even, even Rex said it. She's like, this is kind of the new Spider-Man-y. And it was. There's yeah. a lot of that nuancy new Spider-Man kind of fun young adult. Well, I was about to say, it is Marvel's right. first foray, really, into a true 100% young adult property. This is for 13, 14-year-olds. This is for 12-year-olds. They're building the Young Avengers. We know this is we happening. We already know what's happening. We know what's happening. Right. We've got the girl from Hawkeye. Yeah. Got, you know what I mean? Like, they're introducing these characters as they go along. And she's and great. We're the- going to get a young adult Marvel movie. Yeah. That is the Young Avengers. And, and there's going to be some sweaty old men watching it. Oh, see, I don't like that. No, I'm saying not because if they're young, just because it's a Marvel product. I'm going to watch it. I mean, of course you are. And I sweat. <laughs> right now in the middle of this heat wave, brother. Bro. Yo. Bro. Two words. Duck butter. Um, 
It's a great show. It's for young adults. If you have a daughter or a son that's 10, 11, 12, there's a lot of relatability to it. Um, it's still it's still fun and it's giggly if you're an adult. The 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 special effects and everything they're showing, oh. I'm not going to ruin it for you. But this young lady turns out to be a little bit more than just a normal young lady. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that. And it's really interesting how they ended the episode uh, because she's contending with her traditional Muslim family. Yep. And they're asking her, why don't you go to college? Why don't you do this? And it's about, an, it's about a young adult, a 15, 16, 17-year-old finding their own road. And we've all been there as, as young people. Once, yeah. 150 years ago, I was, an, I was a young adult. Many, many years ago. And I remember if I would have had the choice of being a superhero or a regular kid, there's no doubt what I would have chosen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's very sweet. It's very funny. Very sweet. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, you can sit and watch this with your kiddos. 100%. 100%. You have no, Even if they're no younger worries. than that. You know Eight years I mean? old, nine years old. Yeah, watch it with them. It's and they're going to love it. They're going to love it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's a super fun property. Yeah, 100%. Um, Tell me about your song. We're going to move into this uh, real quick like. We're going to yeah. play, play Aaron's property. I'm going to close with mine. Beautiful. Um, um, that's my my pearl this week. Beautiful. So whatever you got, my friend. Excellent. Um, there's been a lot of... Re it's been a little bit of a drought. Um, we had like such an onslaught of good uh, hip-hop over the last month. It's been a little bit of a drought. There's still some fun stuff out there. There's a gentleman, if you don't know him, his name's Simba, S-Y-M-B-A. He had a fire in the booth freestyle a few weeks ago that caught my eye um, where he just absolutely shredded. Um, and it was quote-unquote freestyle. It's all written, but whatever. He flowed really well. I love his punchlines. He has a song out. So does everyone else called Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Drake's yeah. got one. Everybody's got a Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Everybody. Um, that being said, Simba killed it. I love his punchlines. He's earnest. His flow's super tight. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I enjoyed the track and I enjoyed how he flowed on it. Coming too big of a star to share space. Cartier frames, I stare stars in the wraith. All my bitches look the same, it's like they sharing a face. Been running around the base since rules and bare face. Lifting dead weight and building my fan base. I used to use Shell's credit card for square space. Now the crib got a new X6 and a staircase. My dog back down, he fighting his fan case. Shit, dreams come true, but don't feel the same when you reach them. Especially when your people ain't even around to see it. And you always screaming free him or RP him. My brother almost died four blocks from the Coliseum. Hey guys, this is the Whiskey Real Podcast. We are always searching for feedback. Some of you guys have been really great about this lately. So we really, really thank you for listening to our little call to action. Um, you can reach us at 970-426-5344. Compression socks. 970-426-5344. <laughs> Blood clots are real, man. That's real shit. Blood clot. <laughs> Boomba clot. <laughs> um, also, you can reach us on all of our social media at Whiskey Real. Uh, our Instagram is at the Whiskey Real. We're going to be unleashing a whole new form of social media experience because we are now a member of the Twitch.tv community. Yeah. This shit start. It's going to be live. It's going to be live. 
We're going to... It'll mostly be Bobby playing video games. Mostly. Mostly. That's going to be most of it. Yeah. And the last (laughs) video game I played was fucking Contra. So... (laughs) There you go. Buckle up. Enjoy it, kids. It's going to be super fucking fun (laughs) to watch Bobby play Contra. <laughs> What's gonna suck is that I'm gonna be terrible at it. Sucking down some boochcraft. Just some boochy booch. <laughs> uh, um if you wanna leave some long form feedback, yeah, which none of you apparently do, yeah, you, can. you can reach us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Yep. That is our email address. Actually, have a voicemail this do week. Do it. Beautiful friend of the podcast. She's a lovely, lovely, lovely lady. We know her as Kylene. She's also my favorite meter maid. <laughs> Do they still call him that? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's a gross I don't think so. thing. I had a conversation with somebody, that, and they said transvestite, and I was like, so you, you know you can't. And they looked at me like, honestly, like a, like a doe, and was simply like, I, what do you, I can't. I know, but there's like a... There is an actual population that are transvestites. There I, are cross-dressing I know. cis people. I, I, I know. You just... Okay, but like gotta. that actually exists. <laughs> we have to be cognizant of our cis friends I understand. that just like fucking dressing up like I Mrs. Haberdasher on I, the I, weekend. I, I, Mrs. Haberdasher. <laughs> I understand. And, I'm just saying... And they literally dress up like females and go out trolling for pussy. That is a real thing. That's great. They exist. More power to you. Well, we need to give them all fucking mad ups. Like, (laughs) do what you got to do. God, dude. (laughs) Bobby was more impressed about that than Star Wars. I'm actually, like, really frustrated (laughs) with, like, the takeover of all of our language. I know. When there are transvestites, they do exist. I Listen. Cross-dressing straight men okay. that want to bang pussy, I'm saying it, dress up like women I, and, and go out and do that. Listen, I understand what you're saying. I know. I'm just saying. Can you we don't just... shout it in the middle of a restaurant. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- depends on the restaurant. Just saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you know Joel's closed? I do know. Crazy. I have a story. Yeah, I know you do. I was there. <laughs> um, anyway, back to okay. So back to Kylie. <laughs> let's stay on track. Okay, here. Yeah, let's stay on track because yeah. that's not a story I'm telling. On no, this you are not. Don't ever tell that. Story. Never telling yeah, that story again. I it. We left. It was fun. We had a hot. It was set. a cool story. We had a hot step. Cool story. Yeah, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> <laughs> great, great story, bro. <laughs> Wow, this okay. is inside baseball. And, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's fine. You guys Kyleen, shut up. who is a beautiful friend of our podcast, we love her so much. Yes. She came to us with a really cool idea, and yeah. we're going to explore that idea. Yeah. So first thing we got to do was listen to Kyleen. Hey, guys, this is Kyleen. First of all, you can't quit doing the podcast. Some of us actually need you guys, we're, we're and sure. I know I... I hate to say that because you guys are assholes, but I wanted to ask for you guys to do something that you guys talked about a while ago, and that is what to stock a home bar with, which rum, which whiskey, which vodka, 
You said you were going to do that, and I've been waiting very patiently through all this last couple of years of pandemic. It is time for you to do it because I'm running out of a lot of stuff, and I need to go to the liquor store. Star Liquors needs my money. Okay, so first Look, of guys, all, guys, this is Kylie. Oh God, God, she's doing she's it again. Back. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God, she is. Number one, go to Wagon Wheel. Kylie means business, and we do our shopping at Wagon Wheel. Yes, sir. It has to be said. No, but she's right. We have been promising to do this for a while. No doubt. Um, I do want to address one point where she says we can't quit. I mean, have we ever even? I don't know where she threatened? got that from. Have we ever even threatened to stop doing the podcast? I, know what that's called? It's called the preventative maintenance. It's just in case we were thinking of quitting. Kylene says no, or you will find a ticket on your vehicle. Yes, she will boot She will do that. I don't know if she did it. She but did it. Someone booted Sean's vehicle in a in one of the city lots. <laughs> and he Did he have an outstanding ticket? Yeah, of course he fucking did. Okay, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just saying. If you live in Durango, just join the Elks Club. You get a parking pass downtown. Yeah. For a hundred bucks a year. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Just saying. No one's gonna beef. <laughs> so that being said. So what what we're looking at is I have nothing in my house. I want to build a home bar. The basics, what we consider well, not well in quality, but a well would consist of rum, vodka, tequila, and fucking whiskey, and a lot of other wells throw an adjunct thing like in triple sec or consider a well product. We're not really going to go down the road of that. Like, oh, get this oh, triple no, no, sec no, no, or no. get just, this. Just your core whisk, your 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 core, the big all your four. whites. The big four, right? Yeah. And it's, I've expanded my list beyond that, but we don't really have to get into It's fine. That. No, because yeah. there's things that other people use on a regular basis that would they would consider part of their home bar, which but are great. You need Bitters. a vodka, you need a gin, you need a whiskey. You need and, a rum. And you need a rum. That's that's how you build a home bar. Basic, Basics. Basic. And and that being said, when you start to talk about mixers, bitters, uh, shrubs, uh, you can go down a rabbit hole, obviously. Oh, yeah. We could talk about vermouths. We could talk about 100%. fortified wines. We could talk yeah. about uh, just modifiers. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Different sugars. Different, we can go down the list. What However, is your favorite creme de violet? What is your favorite? <laughs> you know what I mean? Giffard. Yeah. We can, uh, we can talk about, let's go, let's concentrate on the big four. Okay. Because I think more than anything, and, and, and we'll throw in another thing, which I think is lost at a home bar. And that is rye specifically. You should have a bourbon, sweeter, darker, easier to sip, and you should have a rye, a house rye that you should mix with. That's what you're making your mixed drinks with, your Manhattans, your old fashions, even your one-to-ones. Like, I'm going to have a whiskey ginger. Have a rye and ginger. It'll step up, and it'll fight against that sugar to make it a little bit more yes. drinkable. By so, Virtual. big five. Let's call it the big five. Right. Okay. okay. I like it. Go ahead. Um, so my you, list. You I, consulted with Woody. Well, I I bounced ideas off okay. of him, and he's okay. a very very smart young man. Yeah. Um, he's old, but that's fine. He also <laughs> moderated a debate against with the, Lauren Boebert against yeah, Second Amendment Barbie. 
Bless his heart. Amazing. Bless his heart. And he didn't just upright stand up and go, you're a horrible bitch whore. <laughs> no, he, uh, did, he no. never said that. No. He's much more refined than we are. Okay, so let's start with, um, yeah. I talked to Roberto also, who is a lovely guy. He and um, Both of them highly knowledgeable and bartenders. what I wanted to approach this from was like keeping things below $40 because we're building a home bar. We can obviously expand. And I think next week we might even expand this into... A high bar. A higher bar. Right. We're going to go I mean? low bar. So we're going low bar right now. This yeah. is how you start a home bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that I thought of, and oddly enough that Roberto thought of, was a Herradura tequila. I think. Silver? Yeah, yes. Just okay. doing the silver, mm-hmm. doing a plata um, out of the gate. From a below 40%. I mean, I think that's a really, really nice choice. There's a lot of, you could do Herradura is very nice. I think Espolón is actually very nice. Even it's cheaper. Even cheaper. Even cheaper. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have another thought on that? Um, I've, as I get older, much, much older, um, I'm finding myself leaning away, especially in a home bar. I'm finding it. I'm, it's easier to play with reposados than it is to play with whites. I don't use whites for a lot of stuff. I like reposados has obviously wood to it, has a completely different dynamic to it. And, you know, I'm going to sell out and go easy. I've been working a lot. Our uh, house well is Corazon Repo. Yeah. And it drinks really well. It's 20 bucks a bottle. It's probably going to be a little bit more to you. Yeah, retail I pay like less. Okay. Yeah. I pay a little, obviously, a lot less because it's my well. But I'm finding the mixability with it um, very surprising. If I were to go with a white, um, Casadores, I think, fits the bill. Um, it still keeps in a relatively low price for a liter, yeah. which obviously gives you more bang for your buck. Gives you 33 pours instead of 22 pours minus the over under. It's feels like a little, it's a little bit more substantial. It's pep, more pepper. And it's the drink of choice for if you go to a quinceanera and in, in, in fucking Los Angeles, they're pouring Casadores. Um, so, but I like, I like, I don't, I don't mind that Herradura. It's it's a solid fucking tequila. Well, man. and like, cause Suerte came up in this conversation, and I find Suerte way too peppery. Way really, too, yeah. I think it's doesn't have enough. It's not dragging enough wagon, dude. It's it's super salinated. Mm-hmm. It's super peppery. Um, it's not horrible. I like Suerte. I think it's a shooting tequila. I don't a like shooting. I don't tequila. like playing with it. No, I don't like mixing with if it. If I'm gonna pour myself a shot, a suerte is very nice. It's lovely. Um, I would do my one of my favorite shots. Honestly, is a Espolón Reposado. Espolón Reposado is solid as super fuck. Solid. But for our purposes, I think Casadores is the right answer. I think Casadores that's the right. It answer. rocks. It was my old well for reasons that I no. don't need to talk about. And it's got a stag on the label. It's got a big it's fat a, stag on it, dude. It's a big fat stag on and, the label. And it's, it's got a handsome pepper. bottle. It's got it's got some substance to it without being overly tequila. It's overall the best thing you're probably gonna get. Yeah. That's the right answer. Let's go. Thanks. I like it. Let's Casadores. Go. Casadores. Uh, let's move on to vodka. This one's going to be a little controversial, probably. Okay. Um, I have a feeling I think I know what you're going to choose. What do you think? Well, I think if we're doing a bargain vodka, I think we've had this conversation before. Yeah. And my thought was that 
Aaron is going to choose our favorite, the Manapalova, as a home bar. So solid. You have another thing, though. I do. You're going to go Brecky. No. No. I'm not. Okay. I, I And I only do this because it is a traditional. This is one of the first vodkas where I actually liked it okay. um, without it being like rubbing alcohol. No shit. I've, I don't even carry it. But from a home bar perspective, I can shoot it, which don't shoot vodka, kids. I can sip it. Yeah, neat. that's a death wish. I can sip it chilled. <laughs> okay. And I can also mix with it. And it's Stoli's. Stoli is. Stoli's is so motherfucking solid. So solid. It doesn't have any of the like 20, rubbing alcohol. Two bucks? Four, maybe? Maybe, yeah. It's, it's, it's priced right. It's a solid fucking Russian stilo. I if love the, it. If the girls from Absolutely Fabulous can agree on Stoli, that's all you need. Then to I know. think we can. But too. mono, but mono is solid. What's your other one? Twenty-eight bucks. What? We've done it on the podcast before. It might be my favorite vodka of all time, and it's twenty-eight dollars. It is Japanese. It is Ooh, I know what you're gonna do. Haku. Vodka. Yes, sir. Uh, we it did this tastes, on the program. It tastes like liquid silk. Yeah. It is the best mouthfeel I've ever had in a vodka, period. Yeah. yeah. Even better than like the Grey Gooses and the companies that use glycerol and, right. and stuff to make, right. it to make it To make it creamy. This is just naturally creamy. I got you. It, it, it is such a beautiful... I mean, you talk about a vodka that I could sip on. Is it gluten-free? I... <laughs> Now we're fighting. We're all gluten. I love I love that call. That's a great call, man. That's I think, a I think Hogku vodka for the price. Um, you're gonna pay three or four bucks more than mm-hmm. you would for a bottle of Stoli, and it's worth every penny. It, it is a gorgeous. By the way, it's I gorgeous. love the Stoli choice. It, the, the, the correct answer is Haku vodka. What what <laughs> Okay. Um, what oh, I, I, I don't, no, I'm running this. What I what I was really going for is something I can sip and mix, something that would hold up to mixers. But it's vodka, and the hawk, but the haku is not going to give me any astringency Nothing. as much as a stoli None. would. Zero sipping. You're not wrong about that. sipping haku all day. Yeah, yeah. All day, all day, all day. Okay, that's what I'm doing. So, Chilled shooter. So in Chilled this case, sipper vodka being the complex. Most simple fucking spirit on the it's planet. It's a neutral garbage spirit. You know Let's what I mean? Let's be honest. <laughs> we'll call that one. A, there's no right answer. There's no right answer. But, We're both right. But Monopolova, Stoli. Ooh. Dude, Mono Haku for the price. The right mono for the price. Mono for the price. You were never, a- ever, ever, ever. You can go pick up a, a liter of fucking Mono for 15 bucks. And it is. It's delicious. Badass. You can sip it and mix it. Badass. Great job, Austria. Yeah. Um, let's it's move on. Polish. I thought it was Austrian. Might we be. did this last it might time. Be. We did this. We time. did this. I think Anyways, it's Austrian. Monopolova. Yeah. Um, Stoli. And it's spelled like garbage. So we we, we hit three different countries. <laughs> I love it. My pre- my preference would be Haku. I love it. It's the right answer. Um, okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Before we do bourbon. Bourbon, we're a whiskey podcast, so we'll yeah. do bourbon Yeah, we'll do bourbon um, Gin. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, gin, I struggle with a little bit. Okay. I think my favorite home gin under $40 is 
is a very classic choice. It's fucking Tangeray. Tangy. You're a Tang guy, dude. dude. You like Tangeray, dude. I think Tangeray is the best London dry gin out there for the price. It is 94 proof. Yeah. It's a dick kicker. It's a dick kicker. Yeah. Um, it has all the fucking notes to stand up to tonic water. I think it's the best gin and tonic gin there is. You've said that on many occasions. And I will 100%. stand by it. I think it holds up to every tonic you throw at it. TNT. TNT. TNT, tonic. That's my winner. I love it. I think I love it's it. a great one. My, what you got for me? Mine, I think it went a little bit more esoteric and also one of the favorites of this podcast. The very, very, very first gin that I thought of was Roku. Roku. Which is Japanese gin that we did on the program. Which, by the way, is the same company that makes Haku Vaka. Shocker. Suntory. Maybe we should just do a Suntory well with Toki and God, Haku. We could do everything. Well, they don't make a whiskey. They don't make a tequila. They don't make um, No. Toki. Oh, Toki. That's right. Shit. Dog, yeah. all they don't do is a tequila. I know. Which is a shame. But that Roku gin was one of the only gins that I could sip and mix and love in both. It is so beautifully crafted. It is gorgeous. Um, I there it's so unlike any other gin on the market as well. I would do that when I do martinis, I would do Hendrix. I'm old school like that for a martini. But for a mixer, I'm not disagreeing with Bobby Tangri is a great mixer. It's a slammer. It's a it's an absolute slammer. Um they're beautiful gins on the market. You can get very, like I said, esoteric and down the rabbit hole of like, and we will the like the the botanist, and we talked about that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think Beefeater is a London Dry mixer only mixer. It has a lot of spine to it. You could throw a lot of shit at it, but I wouldn't des- definitely make a martini out of it or drink it chilled. Right. Um, I'm trying to go both. Do okay. I feel like a fucking, do I feel like I want to sip on some booze or mix so some booze? let's land on Tangeray and the Roku. I like that. Those I are think two, either one of you're those. You're not going to go wrong with either ever, one. Ever, 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 ever. When you have a home gin that you're going to choose. And yes, sir. And honestly, price point, they're pretty close. Oh, God. Remarkably close. Remarkably close. Yeah, Roku's low 30s, 32. Yeah, yeah so it's um, slightly more than the Tangeray. Slightly more. But slightly more. And with Tangeray, you get a little bang for that buck. With the 94 ABV. Because I mean, the if you're a shitbag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I think rye will be a slam dunk. Well, no, we know the rye. We know the rye. The cheap rye do, is do you want to say it? beyond easy. One, two, three. Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. Yeah, that's basically... Unquestionably. Unequivocally. The greatest mixing rye that has ever been created on God's earth. So just stop. And honestly, they're probably drinking fucking Rittenhouse somewhere out on outside of Venus. Because it's that fucking good. (laughs) It's that strong. It's that strong. It's that good. This is a bottled in bond uh, rye. We've talked about multiple times on this. We've done it three times. It is the Manhattan whiskey on planet Earth. Period. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. Period. End of story. Everyone's like, yeah. Have you ever tried Whistle Pig? I'm like, yeah. Rittenhouse is three times cheaper, and in a mixed drink, doesn't even compare. Up. So much better. You can make a Boulevardier. You can make a yeah, Sazerac. It just has You can balls. make a fucking Manhattan. If you want to throw it in an old-fashioned, make an old-fashioned. You're going to taste the whiskey. 100%. It is a profoundly perfect mixing alcohol. 
Amen. Arguably, maybe the best missing alcohol on planet Earth. It's one of them for it is sure. So in that conversation, and it's so inexpensive. God, it and is it has a, so much bang for the it buck. It is a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it is twenty five dollars. Yeah, and it's a it's a fucking it's a life ender for a hundred proof alcohol. Which, Woo! by the way, I will pour over a rock and I will sit and sip it. Too. Yeah, and it's you can sip good. it. I mean, it'll it is that good. It'll curl your short hairs, but. Let's well, be honest. Let's get into the nuts and bolts, and then we'll clean up with some like we'll we'll chat about a couple of other okay things. Let's get into because we do need to discuss rum at some point. Oh yeah, let's do rum. Let's do rum. Let's do rum. We okay. should end with bourbon. So rum, rum is hard because rum. There's so many variations. There's so many varietals of fucking rum. Yeah, there's you so many places white it's rums, produced. Dark rums. Oh, I was thinking of Bahamian, Dominican. Oh, no. Then it goes further down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Like every country. But we're talking your bar rum that you can sip. I want to make a daiquiri. Okay. This is my home bar. Mm -hmm. I want to make a daiquiri. What are you doing? Florida Kanye. Florida Kanye, four year. Four year. Easy. Period. Easy. Thank you. We didn't even discuss this, by the way. Now, I. That is the rum. If you don't like darker, if you don't like aged rums, my and I'll go because they're local people and they do a fantastic job. But the Montana Platino white beautiful, rum beautiful. made here in Colorado is as close to fucking a Dominican rum as you can get made here in Colorado. And it's beautiful. It's clean. It doesn't have any of that glycerol, that Bacardi bullshit. But as far as like a, a, a house sipper, Florida Kanye, man. Yeah, there's not there's nothing to talk about. It's a twenty four dollar daiquiri rum that like That's it. now they get they have variations. They got so, fucking we'll twenty four year. Yeah, we'll fucking, probably end up talking crazy. about this next week. But yeah. like Florida Kanye has the gamut. Like, Absolutely, and they they're still the, family owned. They might be the best rum producer out there. They're one of them because they're definitely they, one of them. They make quality stuff up until they're like what eighteen year fucking. They, don't like, they have a twenty plus rum? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. I mean. This is a, a family company that mm-hmm. produces amazing rums from top to bottom. The 100%. four year, if you're going to make a daiquiri or a fucking mojito, if you're a dirtbag. If you're I, a shithead. If you're just a <laughs> giant piece a of shit want to make person. a mojito. No, the Florida Kanye, I mean, don't waste your money on Bacardi. No. Spend 30 cents no. extra and yeah. get the Florida Kanye yeah. four. It's worth it. It's, it's a be- well worth it's it. It's a beautiful bottle on your shelf, too. It looks oh, it sexy. Really it looks it really does expensive. Look sexy. And um, people are going to be like, oh, what's that? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a it's, good sipper yeah, as well. Super um, nice. As well as super a great nice. daiquiri rum. But if you want a white rum, it's a little less oaked out and obtrusive. Montana Platino. Just because they're local and they do a great fucking job. This is the best conversation we've ever had. Yeah, man. Um, bourbon. Bourbon. It's that time. Let's do it. Under $40, pound for pound. See, I was going even cheaper than that. But you want to go under no, 30 No, I mean, or? I don't give a shit. Okay. You, I, I, I was under thinking 40, sipper mixer killer. My, my, my price points... To start this exercise, we're going to be $40 and $80. We're going to have like a fucking $100 well. Like that's what we're doing. No, no, no. <laughs> under 40 for our, for our okay. cheap well, okay. for our well. Okay. And then under 80 for our Fantastic. higher end fucking Fantastic. Thing. And if you want to go over 80 for the high end, that's go fine nuts. too. So then we're go just nuts. talking about our favorite products ever. So a favorite bourbon under $40. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, I have two. Okay. 
Easy. My first one is the obvious. It's going to be Buff Trace. I think Buff Trace is... For a Kentucky? For for a Kentucky under 40 bucks, I think Buff Trace is pound for pound. The other thought I had um, would be the Weller Green Label. The Special Reserve? The Special Reserve, yeah. I think, is a... Got no complaints. Fantastic bourbon. I think bang for the buck, they're both great. They're both floating around twenty eight to thirty two. Yep, if I can right fucking remember, 100%. this is this is in a store. It's the same by the family. Way. Yeah. So are they most of the same everything? Yes. <laughs> it's very incestuous. Um, yeah, Buff Trace is harder to find these days, but I think that would be. If I had to just buy a bottle. I like it. It's sexy. It's very approachable. It's not burny. It's got all the sugar and oak that you could ever want in life. Yeah. Um, Weller being a little bit more refined, a little yes. bit uh, tantalizing, yes. tin, little pin prickly on the also, palate. Green Label, I think, is a little cheaper. Solid as fuck. I carry it. I think it's a little I, cheaper I, than I Buff carry Trace. It. I carry it. And easier to find. 100%. Uh, Buff Trace is kind of in and out of product, which is hilarious because I could get it. I can get 12 cases of it if I wanted to three years ago, and all of a sudden it's kind of... You just can't get it. I, know. Um, I can still get it. I just can't get it in the formats I want. I well, want a meter. Tell me that you have something outside that I family. Do. I do. Um, something that always sticks in my mind is being solid small, sexy, um, that you can mix, that you can sip, that just feels like good all-around bourbon is Four Roses. I That Four Roses base I level. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were uh, going to say Four Roses. Well, we've been drinking together for a lot of years. Well, um, and Four Roses is a... It's an inspired choice for that price point. Yeah, man. For what we're talking um, about. We're talking about it, 28 bucks. It's such a banger. And it's, it's, a, it's, banger, it's a headier... Dude. Yeah, bigger whiskey mm-hmm. than Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace is a little bit more oaked. It's a little bit more over the top. By oaked and weeded, hundred percent. Super, super easy to drink. Four Roses is more of a bourbon drinker's bourbon. Right. It's a little bit hotter. Yes. I mean, by virtue of palate, not by ABV. No, it's but a by little palate. Bit, right. It's got a little bit higher of a rye content. It's a little bit more, a little bit more sleek. Um, and less weighty and heavy and ham-handed. It's a little bit more lifted. Um, and that doesn't make it good, better, or indifferent. It's just a little bit different of an experience. than uh, I always think of like Buffalo Trace as like, I just need a finger, no fucking rock, in a glass, and I'll just sip it. Four Roses, I can do with a rock, I can do without. I can I can have, if God forbid you drink shit like, like whiskey cokes or whiskey ginger ales. I mean, I did when I was 22 as well. But if you're a grown man drinking that, stop it. Um, but if so, it would hold up really well against the sugar as well. So I'm trying to keep a well versed. But yeah, Four Roses is my guy. Okay, so by virtue of its versatility, yeah, I will. That is the correct answer. Okay, that's a winner. I like Bobby's decided the correct answer. No, I just I love decided. It. Uh, Four Roses <laughs> is a winner. Florida Kanye. Florida Kanye. Definite winner. Rittenhouse. Uh, Rittenhouse is a clear fucking winner. Clear. Um, We're looking Stoli or Hako. We don't have to pick one. We can have a co-winner. You know what? Because it was featured in Absolutely Fabulous is one of the greatest television shows of all time. I'm going to go with Stoli. That's the only Another reason. winner. By the way, you're winning. Um, <laughs> There's no winner. Everybody wins. Uh, our Jen. tequila... Tequila Casadores. Casadores is it. a solid fucking winner. Solid. And okay. then gin is Roku. And then the gin is or I 
Or Tang. I, I got to go with Tang. Let's go Tangeray. I got to go Tangeray. I love it. Tangeray has a bigger. There's nothing wrong with that. It's I think Tangeray's a lot more fucking. It's got more. It's got more spine. You can do a lot more stuff to yes. it. I'm just Tangeray's a fucking. Tangeray's a bigger, bolder, more 100%. mixable fucking alcohol. It feels like the same argument that we had with Four Roses versus Buffalo Trace. It gets no love. Tangeray gets. Not enough. There's just so much love. fucking product out there. I dude. know, but like Tangeray for the price and it's for a banger the ass that it brings. Yeah, it brings wagon, dude. It brings wagon. Yeah, dragon brother. wagon. It's dragon wagon, dude. Yeah, I like that as our your first initial neophyte home bar. Real quick before we move on, um, I just want to touch on a couple of quick things. Yeah, if you had to choose a scotch, and At- for this price, we're choosing a blended scotch. Uh, oh, just a basic well There's scotch. not a single malt under $40 on planet Earth. I, I understand that. Um, I would probably, for me, Johnny Black. Ooh, okay. That's a As nice a choice. blended, easy. That's a, that's a great blend. Open-ended scotch. Um, so I would also Black. go that and uh, Glen Murray. Ooh, okay. I like that, too. Yeah. I like that. Right off the top. I didn't think about a scotch. I'm going to go with the winner. Which is <laughs> Bobby. Which is uh, monkey shoulder blend. Monkey shoulder, good old monkey shoulder. Monkey shoulder is a great blend. It's a great blend. You're not going to go wrong with any three. Those three. Those, those are, are all fine. Really, monkey really shoulder's super. cute. I forgot Don't about that. Drink doers. Not monkey if you shoulder ha- is like two dollars more a bottle. Not unless you have to. If you have to, then you have to. Splash it with soda. If there, that will make it way more powerful. Have a double Dewar's in a Collins glass with soda. With soda, not bad. You're at great. All. A Dewar's highball, really nice. Fantastic. Cocktail, bud. Really nice. If cocktail. you're in the zombie apocalypse and you've run out of good booze, yeah, Dewar's is fine. All right, I had to touch on this guy. <laughs> I love it. We had to touch on this guy. That's good though. Yeah, I like that. We um, that so monkey shoulder is the clear winner in that category. <laughs> I was so concerned. Hey, buddy. Um, we're gonna wrap this up. Let's do, do it. Do you have yourself a little pearl of wisdom? Um, I do. Uh, Are you going to cry? Not today. Because I think we're running on three weeks straight. I know it was good. Fucking straight on. It's been a really no, I love tough it. last few I weeks, know, man. Buddy. Um, um, yes, I will I say no beef. when you were when you were done with being patient with somebody you love. This is the the dividing line. There, if you if there's a moment where you're thinking to yourself, I can't do this anymore, and you bite your fucking finger knuckle while you're walking out of a room because you're so fucking frustrated, if you can readjust and center yourself and understand where you are back again, then you're really in love. If you walk away still mad and harboring that and carrying that through, you might want to think about pushing on in a relationship. Anybody who's been in a long-term relationship knows exactly what I'm talking about. You get frustrated. Things are happening. If you can just fucking bite the knuckle and fucking say, okay, this is what's happening. Be graceful, be kind, be present. If you can do that, Guess what, Bubba? You're actually in love with somebody. Congratulations. Um, And that means a lot. So think about that the next time you're ready to just fucking lose it. Think about that. Bite your fucking knuckle on your finger as hard as you can. Walk out of the room. And if your brain straightens out, guess what? You're in love. Readdressed. I like that. Yep. Um... I was thinking back to a long time ago when I was like in, I would guess, sixth, maybe seventh grade as a young man. 
when Twin Peaks came out. Mm -hmm. So that was a global phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Everybody watched the first season of Twin Peaks, trying to figure out who killed Laura Palmer, and then they never told us. And then season two came down. Classic. And everyone was like, well, this is dog shit. And they stopped watching it. Um, but what I do really remember about Twin Peaks was this fucking soundtrack. I remember going to my friend Erica Day's house. Her dad was my principal. They lived four houses down. His name is was Jim Day. Rest in peace, Jim Day. Mm-hmm. I remember when we lost Jim, I went to his service. Um, Erica was the first girl that ever had a crush on me. I didn't give a shit because I was a kid and I didn't. All I wanted to do was play Super Mario Brothers and watch fucking Twin Peaks. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. (laughs) Um, Good luck. (laughs) No, but so this soundtrack, um, everyone kind of remembers. Holy shit. That's something. Everyone remembers. um, I'll edit that part out. Yeah. Uh, Everyone will remember that Angelo Badalamente did the. Uh, the composing of the Twin Peaks soundtrack. He was the composer. Okay. The lyrics and the songwriting came down to this girl, Julie Cruz. And on this day, June 10th of 2022, yesterday, Julie Cruz at age 65 took her life. And I don't know the details. I don't know what was going on with her. Um, but she decided that she had had enough. Um, but I will always, always, always remember that soundtrack as one of like, well, I mean, first of all, outside of Ghostbusters, one of the first soundtracks I ever bought mm. in my life. Wow. I, I, I didn't went know that. To the, I went to the record store and bought the Twin Peaks soundtrack. So um, I think we'll just close the show with a little Julie Cruz, little Twin Peaks soundtrack. Sure. And uh, I'll probably just bring it into the part where there's actually vocals because everyone remembers the boom. Yeah. Boom. The main main thing. Yeah. Yeah. That main thing. So, guys, we love you with the whiskey reel. We are so in love with the fact that we're getting feedback all of a sudden. Yeah. Let's let's get after it, y'all. More. Keep bringing it in. I'm going to text JP. By the way, lastly, Kelly, Nolan, I love you guys. Congratulations on getting married. I'm sorry I could not be there. Um, we had a death in the family that kind of put us back. I know you know this by now, but I just want to say it for me because you haven't heard from me because I've been dealing with a lot of shit. Um, I love you guys. Congratulations. Uh, you're the best.